Welcome to the Four Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Ivy Lassiter, and I'm so glad you're here. Pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about all the parenting stuff, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who've been there. Let's get started. On today's episode, I'm talking with Brenda and her two daughters, Tori and Abby. I've known these girls since they were in elementary, and I noticed even then they seem to feel confident in their own skin, if you know what I mean. For example, Tori went to A&M and studied construction science, which is a very male-dominated field. She's now a project manager for a big GC, and when she graduated, she was one of the few females receiving that degree. She just knew she liked construction, and despite not seeing many females in that industry, she had the confidence to go for it. And Abby's confidence looks a little different, but it's equally as inspiring to me. So she started taking Italian a year or two ago because she just wants to fluently speak that language. So she walked into this class not knowing a soul and was like, I'm going to do this. For prom in high school, she wore a dress that she found at a thrift store. She loves hats. So for her last birthday, she asked a few friends to go to dinner and wear hats. She wore this authentic 1920s hat and looked adorable. She just cares less about what everyone else is doing and cares more about, hey, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And it's a quality I love about those girls. So I got to know their mom, Brenda, a little later, so about eight years ago. And as I got to know her, the pieces all came together on where these girls came from. Because apples oftentimes don't fall far from trees. How do you, do you feel like connecting with your girls, Brenda, when they were teenagers, did that change? Like what, how did you connect with them once they reached like fifth, sixth grade, that kind of thing? They kind of go inward at that time. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't really know how to share because their feelings are all over the place. Yeah. Um, and it was different for both of them. Tori is, is more of an external, um, processor so she would start talking late at night and it may be a couple days into it and or maybe not at all yeah but um she also didn't she also didn't notice a lot tori didn't tori did not notice a lot of what was going on around her oh um because she pretty had a pretty she was very focused on Mm. her wants you know Mm -hmm. she didn't I would say she's still like that. And that has really served her because she didn't really pay attention to any of that drama that was happening. So you would observe like, oh, there's some sort of girl drama. And Tori would be like, there is? Yeah. that kind of, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And I also didn't. Uh, and and I remember a lot of her friends. Um, I just felt like it was important because she was so independent to continue to nurture that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the a lot of the moms um, wanted to do everything together. And so, if you signed up for this, then everybody signed up. And if you, you know, oh, we're doing this camp, so everybody signed up for this camp. And then, yeah. and I ne- didn't know if that was necessarily a good idea at the time. Yeah. To. Just do it because everybody follow, else. Yeah. So um, I thought, you know, she's going to be in that world. She's not going to have all these people with her. So we got to hone in on her strengths. And that was such a strength for her, that yeah. independence. So I would just sign her up for stuff on her own and drop her off. And she'd be like, well, is everybody going to be here? And I was like, no, 
Just you. I'll, I'll see you at noon. Wow. And so she would just go in and take the camp and yeah. I, mean, I did every camp imaginable. Never thought anything about it, but it really served her. Yeah. Because of who she was uh-huh. and then who she is now. I think you knew her personality and you knew she would be okay. Yeah. I think it just helped. Um, and she still has that time with her friends, but yeah, but that was also, it could have gotten messy, you know, yeah. the girls that stopped getting along and then, yeah. and then it's just, so we did some of that, but we ventured outside of that also. Yeah. That, that really helped, I think can, you know, strengthen her. Yeah. But Turn I think that was huge that you did that though. Cause not a lot of people do that. Or do they kind of, you, Oh, you like this? Well, they're like, let's go to a camp or you're really passionate about this right now. Let's explore that more. And, kind of guiding in that way at such a young age to where now it's like, yeah, I've done a lot, a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. You also, you think about now how that equipped you for your work now, mm-hmm. like you travel and have to create like a new little world for you every yeah. couple years. And yeah, I think that's definitely helped you be like independent. Yeah. Well, and just the people part, you know, exposing her to different people and, those situations where she had to just lean on herself. Yeah. She wasn't dependent on those friends. You know yeah. how girls will go, go to the bathroom with me. I, after the bathroom, I want to go by myself. You know, I, yeah. I never wanted that for these girls to think that they had to have somebody in their circle to get them through to the next thing. Yes. I wanted them to know that they can do it on their own without yeah. a bunch of people. They can do whatever they can, want to in this world yeah. by themselves, you know, it's so good. And they don't need, well, and also I have like a, I'm always the type of person who is friends with multiple different groups of people. Like in high school, I was in the orchestra, but I was also on the swim team and then I was friends with some of the popular kids, but like I was at all AP classes. So those were my friends too. I just always, and even at church, like I would yeah. say I was in, you know, there's always going to be little pockets of people yeah. everywhere Yeah, and church. And then my work, I mean, when I was at that Apple job, it's like 150 people, but I had always was able to connect with everybody. Yeah. So huge advantage, I think. That's really cool. Okay. So how did, was connecting with Abby different when she was a teenager? So she was more inward. Yeah. Yeah. She was really difficult. (laughs) Not in a rebellious way. No, no, no. In that, in that respect, in that regard, I mean, where Tori and I are a lot alike, I could really hone in on those differences because it was a lot of me. Uh huh. So I understood her strengths there Yes. and and what, um, what maybe I knew what was, what would have been good. But in my situation growing up, I was in the middle of six kids and didn't really have those opportunities. We all went to swim team. We all went to, you know, I right. wasn't, I couldn't go take a dance class because I didn't get to take a dance class. Right. So we're having two kids. I could see two people instead uh-huh. of having to navigate six people. Right. So I took, you know, but anyway, when it, when, uh, what I noticed about Abby being her mom, I noticed she was really easy when she was little and Tori was really difficult when she was little mm-hmm. baby. I mean, I'm talking once she started moving at right. six months because she had, was independent and she wanted was independent. To do she was crawling. Yeah. She was yeah. walking at 10 months. I mean, she was gone, Yeah, you know, and Abby was more of the observer and introvert and internalizer thinker, you yeah. know, processor. 
Um, so when it came time, she didn't express, it was hard to know what she was really thinking. Yes. You know, so that was really hard for me because I'm an outward processor. Tori's an outward processor. Yeah. And then I have this person that's not expressing and I didn't really know how to navigate, right. how to help her right. a lot of times, you know, and, and guide her. So I tried my personality is so strong that it was probably too strong for her at times. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, struggled with a little bit of with really teaching me how to be a better mom yeah. to her. And so I had to really listen and change. Yeah. What know? worked for Tori isn't working for Abby and what. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Different from when they were little, you know, yeah. you can, you know, you can see, oh, this one's this. And then, and she likes this and she plays with this. And, you know, so that part was, was pretty easy. It was as they were in that, going into that middle school age range, Yeah, you know, and you're trying to figure out who who am I and who likes me and what right. I yeah. right. Abby, do you remember that? Yeah. I think it, I totally couldn't see how difficult I was, but I feel really bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to feel bad about but, but I think it was good for both of us. Because oh my gosh, it was so good. You're also me. more of a private person. Yeah. I've always been that way. I'm thinking all the time. Yeah. Tori is much very more... much harder to read. Yeah, and I've always been sort of like a private person. My dad's kind of like that, so I think I'm more kind of like that. But yeah, I think we both, I, I needed that practice, and we did a lot of work on that. So yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that was good for me. Because mm -hmm. I do feel like I'm, I mean, I was really young, but I feel like with that, I've grown a lot. Yeah. Tori and Abby, what are y'all thankful for that your mom did for you? A ton. I'm so thankful that she cared enough to, you know, think about all these things and then put us through like one thing that I can think of for me is my violin. And all. I mean, that's not a cheap hobby <laughs> to do. And I yeah. really wanted to do it. And they both, you know, my mom and dad, but mostly my mom was very much, we're going to make this happen for you. And then just support the whole way through so it's not and it, but it wasn't like I was being forced to do anything everything was all my idea and that creativity comes from my mom and my dad but the fact that they were so supportive and whatever that was and nobody was forcing me to do anything it was all Abby or I if we wanted to do it they would do whatever they could to make it happen so I'm super thankful for all that yeah and I and I, with that I think because they they wanted to give us you know all the opportunities my mom was really good about like tori said supporting us and like wanting to guide us and be like it's okay if you want to do that or yeah. we'll you know we'll make it happen yeah but they were she was also like well it's gonna be hard you know you're they didn't just throw us into things because we were like that sounds cool and then right. just you know prepared you for prepared it prepared us and, yeah. and um i think we're our accountability people uh -huh. too yeah through that you know? yeah we, we we weren't there was no quitting so if you chose to do that you had yeah, to that finish was true. oh i, I remember you talking about that like you had we have you signed up to do this and you're finishing it yeah 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 there was a time tori said she was going to quit violin because her teacher yeah. was too tough <laughs> And you're I, like, give me another reason, not yeah. because it's too hard. We're yeah. we're yeah. gonna yeah. I said it's not an option. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, so I appreciate that because it's easy to, to give opportunities, but you, you have to be strong enough to also want your kid to learn through that yes. too. And she gave all of her time to, to do that. Yeah. I think that's one of the most things I'm thankful for because when sometimes when I think about being a parent, it's like, oh my gosh, when I think about all the sacrifices that my mom and dad and have made for uh-huh. us, it's like, yeah. how can I do that? They just did everything you know? Yeah, I know. So it's, that's what I admire most about my mom. Cause she wanted it. I mean, she worked at night so she could be with us during the day Yeah, to make all of that work. Yeah. Um, Brenda. Okay. I just remember this when my, when Warren was little and I don't know if you even remember this, but you talk about personal consequences. It's like, sorry, that's a per- you chose to make that decision. So I'm not bailing you out of it. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's a personal consequence. Yeah, yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah personal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, if, if your kids aren't nice on the playground, no one wants to play with them. Right. That's a personal consequence. That's a personal consequence. Yeah, you chose and, to be unkind. Right. Yeah. And I just think, like, letting our kids, and not that you, like, set your girls up at all to fail, but, like, Holding us accountable. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. It, it doesn't feel good to be accountable. No one likes to be wrong. Yes. And when you teach them that it's on them, instead of saying, well, that kid, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And, blame, and pushing the blame over to that person so then they're never accountable. Yes. They never grow past their own actions. Yes. Because they constantly blame someone else, mm-hmm. whether it's that kid or somebody else. And then they're in a relationship. Well, you know, they did such and such, and that's why I did such and No, you, you own chose to do. They, nobody makes yeah. you do anything. You and if we are right. always bailing our kids out. Right. Things like, oh, I left my homework assignment at home. Yeah. No, I never, I never. So sorry. Mm-mm. Girls, would it, Tori, Tori would forget her lunch and she, you know, I worked at their school. So she would ask me to go home and get, get her lunch. Cause she didn't like the school lunch. And I said, bummer. Oh no. And she ate school lunch one day and she said, I'll never forget my lunch again. I said, right. <laughs> and Abby forgot her library book and mom, we go home and get my library book. She loved the library. And I said, Abby, I, I can't today. That's not going to work, yeah. you know, in my schedule with, with what we have going on. I'm so sorry. Well, why can't you? Other moms do that. They go get their, their and I said, I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. a bummer. Yep. You know, and she didn't forget her library book. Yeah. You know. And it builds resiliency. Yeah. I bet y'all, did y'all hate it at the time though? Like, do you remember yeah. those things at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember also when in high school and you know about like, you know, doing the drill team shows and stuff. Oh, yeah. Everyone's parents would come bring them like smoothies <laughs> after like rehearsing. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, can you please bring me like a Smoothie King smoothie? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else gets one. <laughs> She's like, I, I have to work. I can't do that. Like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, she she definitely would have if she could have, but she was working, and so yeah, it was it was things like that where it was like, and well, my how viol- many- when my violin teacher would get mad at me for not practicing, my mom would be sitting there right next to me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, Tori, I'm sitting here yelling at her with you. 
apparently yeah. yelling at you with her. And yet here we are sitting how many years later and y'all are like, my mom, she cared. She did a yeah. lot for oh, us. Oh yeah. In the moment it doesn't feel good, but you, I think I'm so glad that she did all that. Yeah. Cause I, I, I don't want to be the kind of person who relied so much on getting smoothies or not being able to do things yeah. because their parents did it all for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then I also, so I have that independence, but I also have like her, I know she cared and loved me. Right. The whole nurture part too. Right. So it's kind of best of both worlds. Yeah. Brenda, what did you do early on that you're thankful for? Communicating with them, keeping, mm-hmm. keeping the dialogue, you know, um, during that difficult time where they don't want to talk, you know, figuring out what the best way was where they would come to you instead of forcing them. Right. Because that never made sense, you know? Right. So they weren't walking out of the house and storming out because they were angry, you know? Not that there weren't times like that, but that trying on our part as parents, not just giving up because it was hard. Yeah. You know, we had to keep figuring it out. So I, so I'm thankful for that, that we didn't give up on those times and then just staying consistent, even though it was hard when it was against the grain of a lot of what their friends were doing or what their, their parents allowed them to do. Um, cause we get a lot of, well, they get to do it and well, how come, you know, how come I can't do it? Yeah. Um, and that was that was hard. And I remember Fred and I talking about that in the beginning and and that was important to me, you know, how are we going to do this when they get to that age? You know, we're both from large families and um do we want to continue this part in our in our background of what we experienced? Do we want to keep that or do we want to let that go or yeah. how do we want to you know, go forward and, and do it right or do it well, yeah. not, not perfect, but improve be, upon, be or, right, you yeah. know, yeah, for that, for their sake, you know, yeah. so that we can continue a relationship with them and yeah. not, not have kids that don't want to come back home. Yeah. I mean, that was always our, we want them to come back. We want them to, you know, be with us Yeah. And enjoy us and want to hang out. Yeah. So that consistency, I'm thankful for that we stuck with it because yeah. you can give up pretty easy and just give in to every whim, mm-hmm. you know, and what, communicating. What is something that you really stressed out over when they were growing up that looking back, you're like, I don't really know why I stress so much about that. Well, I think I still stress a little bit about it with, I mean, Abby's here. What, what, it's not important. It really isn't. <laughs> But I have gone back to it several times, and I've probably told you that, told you this, um, is keeping a a clean home. It's important oh, for know. me to have a clean oh. home, not a perfect spot, spotless. Now, it looks like it's pretty spotless in here because I have two other adults, you know, that are here with me. When they were little... It's it was hard. Yeah. It was impossible. Yeah. But I also, I also had um, friends that you know their kids couldn't leave their rooms without them being spick and span. I, w- I also didn't want to have kids that were neurotic over having their shoes, you know, on the floor too long because you know. Now they may tell you that I am that way, but I, I think I'm 
pretty relaxed yeah. uh, somewhat because I let them have their rooms messy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I, I, I would say to Tori, you know, if there's a fire, I hope you get out. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's how messy her room was. So is it still Tori? <laughs> Um, I have a, like a whole room for dedicated for clothes, but that's my only issue is clothes. Yeah. 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 But, but I, they're not I've done dirty. a lot better. Yeah. No, much better. In fact, it, I went to, when I went to visit in March, um, very impressed with, with how far. Only took yeah. 27 years. Only took 27 years. But you know, we can about. talk about it and laugh about it and yes, they still get to be them. It might annoy me a little bit, but they still are like, okay, whatever. This is how I, you know, my mom cares about things being organized or clean. Or yeah. 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 It's so hard. It's hard. It's, it's, it's a hard. constant battle for me. Some people are very laid back and it doesn't bother them. Yeah. But it's a constant battle for me to like enjoy the moment if the room is messy. Yeah, and that's yeah. so frustrating to me. Yeah, yeah. I I I, ha, I have had to because Fred's not a Nick, um, tidy. Tidy. He he doesn't see what I see. Yeah. You know, um, he's gotten better. But when they were little, I was like, wow, I gotta really step it back. I'm yeah, because this is stressing me out. Because this don't be is going to be, you know, when I worked at night, oh yeah, I would come home and go, oh my gosh, oh. what are we going to do? Yeah, you know, and and they had fun and it was great, and I just tried to tell myself it's going to be okay. It's just stuff that's mm-hmm. all over the place, and other people have clean homes. I don't know how. I don't know how they're doing it, but we don't. Yeah, but it's not that it wasn't. It was. There's I want to say stuff. I, I don't want to say dirt because it wasn't. We no, didn't live in a dirty home. I'm just saying and... it was not picked up. Yes. You know how kids can. I would go to my friend's house like, how, why, how, why does it look like this? Yeah. Who's doing all this? Yeah. You know, but that was just not. It was like that maybe on Sunday. You know. Yeah. But not maybe on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> and then it would. Or I would work at night, you know, Wednesday night and Thursday morning. I was like, here we go. It's all messy you know, again. It's all messy again. We're going to have to, know. you know, and I just, I wanted them to also enjoy their space. And so I tried not to be the clean your house. I mean, I'll clean, you know, yeah, I tried not to be that because they knew the parents of the houses that they went to that kind of scared them because they knew that's what the house was supposed to look like when they left. Right. And that, that I could just tell that stressed them out. Right. You know, when they went over to play there because they knew that they were on edge because that mom was a little neurotic over. So that I went back and forth on. I know. I really tried. I did a lot of self-talk. Uh-huh. In, in, um, like, it's okay. They're it, having fun. It's, it's okay. It's going to yeah. be okay. It's going to be okay. This isn't going to define us because nobody's going to remember this but me. Exactly. You know, nobody's going to remember. Yeah. I mean, now I have a clean house. So, yeah. you know. It, it's okay because yeah. it doesn't no one remembers that and they hopefully don't they will tell you that i cleaned a lot do y'all remember do y'all remember your mom yeah oh yeah. yeah i remember we would on saturdays or whatever she would put on that stereo of celine dion and andre bocelli and we would help her clean <laughs> dust i i do enjoy cleaning now it's therapeutic. It's for you. very therapeutic. Yeah. And I watched my mom do the baseboards, and now I know why. Because instead of yelling at us, she would have that vacuum out and she would be yeah. doing the 
well, the let's, baseboards. Let's jump to that part of your life. <laughs> so you have four sisters. Four sisters, yeah. And a brother. Sorry. And one brother, yeah. Six How years. do you think, like, life with your sisters helped you be the mom that you are? And you were the middle, right? Yeah. Um, I feel very fortunate I was in the middle. Uh-huh. And especially with what just took place, um, it was very evident to me what I know mm-hmm. is more than anybody knows in my family. Interesting. Because I was there for my older siblings and I was there for my younger siblings. Oh. And they weren't there for my younger siblings because yeah. I was still there. Yeah. So what I know of the younger years and what I know of the the older um, is really it was really interesting. Yeah. You know, watching everybody in that I don't know it was because we haven't all been together like that right. without our kids and our spouses and right. You know, it was just us like it yeah. was way back. Yeah. You know? Because y'all walked through your mom passing away mm-hmm. and all. Yeah. So feel you feel like being in the middle, you really knew the personalities of all of your sisters. And I maybe explain. the oldest didn't really right. get it. Right. And I can explain why this one is this way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, and I can explain. Why are y'all laughing? No. <laughs> Yo, you know, family dynamics are always fun. Which, honestly, Brenda, that probably helped you figure out your girls. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I see a lot. I see in two of them, in both of them. Um, yeah, it did help me. Mm-hmm. It did. Well, and I think also you kind of, your parenting style is really like your own unique. Because I don't think that Nana and Grandpa parented the same way you parent. No. Because right? you some... kind of had to figure all of that out on your own. Yeah. Kids. Because you guys had a small family and wanted to be yeah, in really close contact with us. And so I think yeah. you kind of had to navigate all of that. It's not like you read any books or anything. No, <laughs> they um, are from that generation of no, you know, you just did and put your head down and barrel forward. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody really talked about anything. Yeah. So, um, and Fred's was the same, you know. Yes. No, no there was no really no communicating you just did right and you didn't really say anything about it you know and you are complete opposite yeah we have changed that part right of maybe to a fault sometimes i you know because you almost give them too much so i mean i say that where i don't know I'm going to take that back. I, I don't want to say too much because I think what we gave both of them is, is so unique and they're mm-hmm. who they are because of that. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. What did you, what did, what are things that your mom did that you have carried in, carried on? Like what are raising them individually? She was yeah. really, really good at making us feel special without, feeling like we had other people around us. I never felt like I had, I never had her attention. I, I never felt like she gave every, you know, Rhonda more than she gave me. Yeah. She made me feel special. 
Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, it really that many is. many kids and yeah. Yeah, they were really good. She at that. made us feel, um, she raised us girls to be really strong women. Yeah. You know, and not to need a male um, to get us through, you know? Yeah. So we're all very strong in our own ways and unique in our own ways, but everybody felt the same you know we all walked away from that experience all feeling like we were somebody Hmm. you know to her yeah to her she um she didn't say much she didn't give her input what she was really good at was asking you questions Hmm. and i would always go back to her thoughts when um when the girls were in something Instead of me telling them what, and they may not see it that way because they're not going to remember these different instances, but um, she didn't like one of my friends very well. And she never said I couldn't hang out with that friend. She just didn't, I don't think, cared for, she was really, really entitled Mm-hmm. I wasn't entitled. I mean, clearly, I wasn't. I didn't have a lot of things yeah. because of the number of kids at our house, and she was more or less an only child. So, you can imagine, you know, trips and yeah, yeah, you know, lots of things. But um, I remember her stirring in the kitchen, and I know now looking back, you know, when the kids were, I can remember this thinking: she so wanted to go why would you even want to hang out with this person? Yes. You know, and she didn't say that. She never gave me her opinion. She just would ask for me to reflect so that it was my idea. She just had a really unique way of flipping it so that my then decision was more like what she really wanted to tell me. But you had But I figured it out. It wasn't like I didn't know. I would eventually would have figured it out. She just knew ahead of, of course, because she was the adult. Yeah. But it was really interesting. You know, I dated a guy and I, they weren't fans. They never said you can't date him. They just didn't say a lot. And eventually I was like, I don't really think my parents like him, (laughs) but they never said, yeah. You know, you can't date him. He's not good for you. You know, because what are you going to do? You're going to do the opposite. Yeah. Of what your parents say. So they were really good at letting us figure things out on our own. Yeah. They were good at letting y'all make the decisions, not them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were really strict, but. Which probably helped you become a thinker rather than just a, I take orders. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, a problem solver, definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this is, I, I love this question. Tori and Abby, what is something that your mom did that at the time you rolled your eyes and you were so annoyed, but now you're glad? Hmm. I mean, you know, growing up, you roll your eyes a lot, I guess. But I think probably the thing that really made me roll my eyes was I felt like we just had so many rules mm-hmm. and it was just really I felt like really strict I remember when Abby was dating a boy in high school and he was over at the house or something they were watching tv and 
parents not a big fan of PDA. And I still, like to this day, I don't like PDA because of how much they instilled in us. That's not okay. And I guess he was sitting too close to Abby and mom was just sitting on that chair in the living room just staring. Yeah, (laughs) that that kind of stuff. I was like, like, mom, you need to give them some privacy. Nope, I'm just going to sit right here. But in all reality, he probably wasn't to... Mom, your point about Nana making the comment about the guy that she probably didn't like. There were certain times there where you were weren't going to make the decision for us, but it's just funny because I knew. Yeah, yeah, you. you but made I'm it, thankful for it. You now. made it clear without actually saying anything. <laughs> it wasn't like Nana where you're like, hmm, I wonder what she's really thinking. We knew yeah. what you were thinking. Yeah, but you weren't like, get out. Um, but yeah, so those kind of things, I was like, Ugh. all the but, rules. Yeah, yes. but now looking back, I think it was really good that we had that structure, and I'm really thankful for that because I've talked to some friends in college and stuff who said, you know, like, well, I didn't have a curfew or I didn't have this and this, and I kind of wanted that sometimes because it was like I, I, I wish someone would have been asking me, where are you? What are you doing? Uh-huh. You know, and I was yes. like, oh, I've never thought about it that way. It's actually really annoying when people know we're, we're asking you these things. But, yes. but then looking back at it, it's like, oh, no, I'm really glad that someone cared about me enough to be so worried about me. You That's know? very true. Yeah. And that structure. And now being a teacher, you know, they're always like, kids crave structure. Kids want structure. And it totally makes sense because... In the moment, you don't want someone telling you all these things yes. that create that structure. Yes. But it's in the end, it's so much. It's so much more worth it because it it gives you that sense of home and uh-huh. feeling like you're loved. And yep. People feel safer when they have boundaries. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, you might feel frustrated by them, but yeah, boundaries are good. Yeah. So looking back now, it makes total sense, and I'll probably do the same thing to my child. But yeah. You know, Tori, is yours the same thing? Rules and mine was I hated the um, I hated the curfew. Yes, I hated that so much. But my parents still say nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> so yeah, I hated the and they were right. Too. I got into like no my high school. I was straight line. I mean, I'm so glad. I don't. I think that's the worst time to experience bad things and when you're that young I am so glad I didn't and also I'm super I was super naive at that age too so I didn't know people were out drinking or whatever but (laughs) I didn't understand why I had to be home at midnight and now I'm like very thankful but when I did go to college I did stay out till 1201 in the dorm just out in the middle oh, of the no. lobby. And I was like, oh my gosh. I no can more. do this. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. She called us that the next day. Oh my goodness. Okay. What are some things that your mom did to build confidence in you? With this, the side note of that being, I, I see both of y'all as confident people that are willing to like go on adventures you know, and that's a, so what, what do you think your mom did to help cultivate that? Well, for me, because I didn't understand how females didn't have as many opportunities as males, especially and my mom was the one who told me to go into construction. I wasn't even the one who did that. She yeah. was like, you need to go. 
if you're interested in this, you can go walk with Uncle Steve and all this stuff. So she really pushed that female empowerment. Yes. And that you can have a job that any male can have. You're, you're smart enough and you can do any job that, yeah. yeah. And why, why can you not do this? Yeah. And I never, and so then now with all this talk happening, I just didn't at the time, it was five years ago, six years ago, I didn't know any different. I just thought, yeah, there's, I'm just as good as the next person, the person next to me because my mom instilled that from a very young age of you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So then it just opened so many doors for me and I'm so thankful. I've had so many crazy opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Yeah. And you're in a field like it's mostly men, right? Yes. Like you. The only girl. Yeah. Most of the times I'm the only girl. But like, I didn't notice that. I was just like, okay, cool. This is what I do. And people were like, you do, you want to go into interiors? And I said, no, I want to go into construction. They're like, you want to do interior design? I'm like, no. And now I'm like, those people, what? <laughs> Why would they even ask me that question? Yeah. And you're really good at what you do. Yes, but that was a confident. So it it did. I did have a lot of confidence issues because I do think naturally females are way harder on themselves than males are. Males Mm. just dive right in and go forward. So I had to have a lot of conversations with myself, with my mom of just that I am good. And I'm at the point now where, yeah, I just proved myself and to everyone that I am just as good, if not better than a majority of these people. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have to do a lot of um, being a confident person, being the confident person she is, that industry has made her second guess herself. Yes. So, you know, she'll call and go, I am just not, I just, maybe I need to get out of this. I don't, I just don't think I'm, I'm smart enough. And I, you know, these guys, they just tell me, you know, and I said, are you kidding? You're going to listen to those people. Hmm. They're not in charge of you. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. trying to break you down. People will break you down. Yeah. There's another guy named Bob and he's some, he's in the next job, you know? Yeah. So you got to build your armor and you got to compartmentalize those, those, um, statements coming at you and you, and you just got to keep keep going forward yeah. and not allow those in because only you can allow them in. Yeah. You know, and if you choose to allow them in, then you you're choosing the consequence of those thoughts. Exactly. So you can't, you right. can't bring them in. You gotta, you gotta keep them out here. And those are their thoughts, not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you know, too bad. So sad. Yeah. This is, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. That's you know? good. So we have, a, we've had a lot of the past five years, a lot of conversations of, um, oh, and it just gets me going. Oh, I, mean, I bet. I just, I just want to like do it for her. I'm like, oh no, sister, this is what you're going to do. I will show up to the you, office. You no. are going to go back, and you're going to, and you're going to attack it this way. You know. Yeah. And she's such a great student. Uh huh. That that's why she is where she is. Yeah. Because she can go. Oh, whatever. I don't. You don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. But she doesn't. She has always listened, whether she liked it or not. She took it in and then she would take what she wanted to use and then forget the rest, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I always know how far I can go when she starts going, okay, Brenda, um, I'll, then I know to stop. Right. I've given too much and and she's got words about it. Yeah. She's, she's had enough and she's, she has enough to go on and, you know, continue. But, um, 
but yeah yeah it's because it's you know it that that whole environment of where where she is is maddening sometimes mm-hmm. you know of how she's treated because i've been treated mm-hmm. that way it just oh, being yeah. a female in a in a leadership position yeah um it's not okay and no one talks about it mm-hmm. and so i just keep telling her you know you're the light out there and yep. you've got to you've got to pave the way for the next girl yeah you know yeah and it is cool tori that like any intern that is with your you know big company can now see a female there's a lot of females too coming into the industry yeah. now so and it's you're, just you're it's becoming more the norm yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah okay that's abby great. what about you abby's confidence looks different than tori's yeah i think so because yeah tori's always been really kind of sure of herself and and yeah, but Abby in the real world is way more sure than I. I'm confident at work, but I'm not confident in some certain way. Like we flipped. There, yeah, I, I think so like. too. And uh, like Abby knows what she wants in life. She's gonna go get it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also very tough. She has this really soft exterior. But she's <laughs> yeah, really so likable. She <laughs> is very. She yes, can be very. I can. Um, I can be kind of tough. Yes. Tough so, what has your mom done? Do you feel like to help instill confidence <laughs> in you? I think she has just always made me feel like I'm doing good, or because I, I think I struggled sometimes with being like, "Am I really good at this? Or am I really not smart? Or?" And um, she wouldn't give me like false confidence, but just the little push that right. I needed sometimes to feel like I can do this. And it's okay if I don't do that great at this, but at least I'm doing it and yeah. trying it. Cause yeah. she was really about trying it. And you know, cause I would always be like kind of pessimistic about things and she didn't like that. So I think I've learned to be more positive about things. And then through that have gained confidence and being like, well, I, I know that I can do that if I have to. Right. I may not want to do it again. Right. But so she was really good at, I think, pushing towards that. Like and then, trying out of the box things. Like yeah. What, what kind of things would you try? Oh, I don't know. I remember when I was trying out for uh, Fiddler on the Roof in ninth grade, <laughs> I had to sing a song. <laughs> oh, gosh. And it was, I was so scared and I was like, I cannot do this in front of my theater director. I can't do it. And they're like, I mean, no, it's okay. You know, like this could be a different style of the song. And oh no, and I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> but you did it. Yeah, and I did it, and it was and then fine. She made it. And she I was, made and I had the best time because I got to be in the play. But oh yeah, it wasn't like, ooh, Abby, maybe you should just be like a chorus dancer. Right. <laughs> you know, they were like, just try it. Give it a whirl. Yeah, so with that kind of stuff, I think. And then also she just tells me, which I really appreciate, that she's proud of me for doing mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to be the best for her to be proud of you. Yeah, and that, that makes me feel good. Because I think I'm kind of hard on myself yes. sometimes. Um, what's y'all's favorite memory with your mom? I loved when she visited me on my study abroad and we did a week in Italy together. Oh, she yeah, that was stayed great. with in our my little... Uh, place that we had and she got to meet my art teacher just I think that was like the turning point in our relationship going from mom like strict mom to you're becoming obviously your own person and into an adult and now we're transitioning into that friendship 
where we have a relationship. Like I've done what my best with you and <laughs> yes. it turned out good. And we're at that point. Oh, I love but, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was like the transition. And we've ever since then, we've had so many of those special little one-on-one time. Yeah. Trips. Yeah. Especially because since I moved, it's been nice to have her come out. She's very adventurous. I think that's where we get our adventurousness from. <laughs> yeah. Her. Yeah. Brenda's willing to jump in. And oh, I remember yeah. pictures from that. You're her going to see you and study abroad. I was like, that trip looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a great time. It's so pretty. That was great. What about you, Abby? Favorite memory? I just remember growing up. I always loved when she hugged me. Mm-hmm. It just always felt so good. And <laughs> I'm going to cry. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm so emotional. <laughs> it's okay. I love that too. Abby was a good uh, connector with with um, just her hands, you know. Yeah. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and she would just have her hand on me <laughs> when I worked at night, you know. She probably worried about me coming home and she was so little and she would crawl out of her bed and, and I'd wake up and, <laughs> and she would just her have hand. her Aww. hand on my arm and... You know, and then I would take her back to bed, and yeah, she's very in touch with um, with who we are. You know, yeah, she has a great gift of of, of that in you know of mm-hmm. of who we are and what we need. Yeah, you know. Well, it's sweet that out of big all of the adventures and all the you know trips, things like that. It's like you know what you're like. Your mom's hug does, like, yeah, that can be the sweetest. Yeah, yeah. That teary response from Abby made so much sense to me. The things that we appreciate about our mom often aren't things that we think too much about because it's what we've known our entire lives. And Abby said she loves her mom's hugs. Such a simple thing, but I get why it made her cry. While I know this isn't true of everyone's mom, oftentimes a mom knows and understands their child better than anyone else in the whole world. A mom has the unique ability to know when we need to be empowered or encouraged, when we need to be set straight and corrected, when we need a boundary or need to be guided in a different direction, when we need to be challenged and pushed into something greater or when we just need a hug. And what I heard from this conversation is Brenda did and continues to do that beautifully. She knows her girls and she knows how to lead them. And while not always easy, she did it. And it's the kind of mom that I had. And I pray that my boys will be able to say the same thing about me one day. I hope you found something that you can relate to from today's conversation. And thanks for joining us. If you have any questions or just want more tips for parents, let me know at ilassiter at fbrichardson.org. I'd love to talk with you. See you next time on the Four Parents Podcast.